Well, it's season two. I'm back, and here we go. This is Nero Feliciano, and welcome to the All Things Life podcast. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and a cognitive psychotherapist. And I'm really excited to share these conversations and interviews with you that will hopefully help you live a healthier, fuller, and more peaceful life. Well, hello, everybody. Happy fall. And it's been a long time. I have had such good intentions to get this podcast up and out into the world. And if you've been following me on Instagram or you get my newsletter, if you don't get my newsletter, subscribe to it on my website, neurofleesiano.com just because it's just like my podcast in a newsletter form. And I will also send you a good recipe because I always love a good recipe, even if it means taking one meal off the table that I have to plan, which is a blessing, but of stress in my life. Um, Do you see like I'm 41 seconds in, I'm already digressing. But you will know if you keep in touch with me on those other platforms that it's been kind of a crazy season of life. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit because what you see is not always the full story when we're looking on social media and, um, and don't really know what's happening behind the scenes in real life. So today I'm going to just do a short podcast because there have been so many things that I wanted to bring to you on this podcast. And I have such a good season planned. This season is all about wellness. And I have some amazing practitioners and doctors and therapists and nutritionists and specialists that are going to talk to us about that. But specifically, the integrated, integrative nature of our wellness, that our mental, emotions, emotional, spiritual, and physical health are all connected and one affects the other. And I know so many of you have experienced that in your own life and in your own body. When we're stressed, we often get sick after a period of adrenaline that we live on to get something done. We often get sick after that. Our mental health certainly affects our physical health. We've all seen manifestations of that in our life and sleep. Forget about it. If we're not sleeping, a whole bunch of things happen, which has made me want to sleep more. But this is the amazing thing about being over 40 and close to 50. Once you can sleep, once your kids are sleeping through the night, guess what? You can't anymore. You can't. Your body doesn't do it so much. So we need a little help to do it. And I have some wonderful experts coming on. But before I get into the content of this podcast, I want to tell you about a certain brand. Now, if you've listened to my podcast, I mean, we're over 100 episodes in. I have not talked about products. I have not partnered with any affiliate or brand just because I don't want to bring you stuff that is not meaningful to me and also does not reflect what I'm doing here on the podcast. But I did have a sponsor approach me that you may have heard of, and I love this stuff. And that's why I said, okay, this is the one that we're going to talk about on the podcast. And this is a brand called Cozy Earth. It helps also that they've been on Oprah's favorite list for the last four, now five years. And let me tell you, it's good stuff. And you know how I love Oprah. But what I've tried from them has been their joggers, which are some of the best joggers and loungewear I've ever worn. They're so soft. I will wear them around town. And I'm talking about the same pair now because this stuff is not cheap. I will wear them around town. I'll wear them to games. I'll wear them to swim meets. And I this is all I wore, these joggers and the sweatshirt 
on my 24-hour plane trips this summer to Australia to see my family. It is the best thing you can wear on an airplane. It comes in all these colors. And if you're anywhere near my age, you know loungewear and PJs, they're like high priority on the list. This is good stuff. They also make bedding, and I've tried their sheets, which keep you cooler than other kinds because of this special bamboo fabric that they've figured out. I don't know. I can't even tell you about the technology of it, but I know they do feel cooler. And especially if you're like me, if you're like a a human breathing heater at night where you wake up in the middle of the night and are hot uh, because of what's the beautiful changes that are going in our body, these, these are really wonderful, comfortable sheets. I don't usually believe in that kind of technology and things. I think it's marketing, but I've used these now for a couple months and I can tell you they are, they're wonderful. And sleep is so important, as I said, to our mental health and feeling cozy and content in the places we spend most time in, which is in our bed and at home and on the sidelines and all of that. And I wrote about that in my book on contentment. I even used the word cozy sweatshirt in my book, which is why when they approached me, I was like, okay. I think um, I might be in love with you guys. And what's so wonderful is they're giving my listeners on the podcast a discount of 40% off, which uh, many of us will need to buy this stuff. But it is so good and it is worth it. And and I'm telling you, I'm never going to bring you something that I don't think is worth it. I think this is worth it. So the discount code is CE for Cozy Earth, those two letters, CE. Dash Niro, N-I-R-O, and there's a link in my show notes so that you can find the product. All right, that's Cozy Earth. Now, let's get back to what I want to talk about today. And this is going to be a soulful Sunday. Hopefully, it'll come out on, on Sunday. But you can listen to it anytime. I know a lot of you listen to it when you walk on Mondays. And can I just say how blessed I feel to live in New England during the fall? And this has been a spectacular fall. But it it has reminded me every day when I drive outside of my driveway in my neighborhood or I'm walking on the street and I'm taking in this beauty around us is when we are attuned to the simple things, it does not take much to fill us, to lift our mood, to make us practice gratitude, to feel appreciative of something. And we were connected to connect with nature. There's something beauty and beautiful and powerful and awe-inspiring about nature. And I experience it every year in the fall. This does not get old for me. And if you don't live somewhere where there's fall, come visit me. You can stay with me, I'm telling you, and and experience this because it's so beautiful. But there are so many things in our life like that that are not as blatant and dramatic and in your face that still can have the same effect. And that's what I wrote that book about on contentment, what it takes to actually make us feel content. But it is when you want what you have. And for any of you who live in a place where there's fault, you know this season doesn't last that long. So take just a few minutes out of your week. Sit outside, look around, walk around. We've had some beautiful weather. And it it just will affect you in your mood in a very powerful way that is so simple but yet gratifying. So that has been lifting me in this season. And if you've seen my stuff on social media Um, there's been a lot going on. I am at NBC every week doing their news segments every week. And I've been on the Today Show three times going back for the fourth in December. And that's been really fun. And certainly talking about more books. So on the surface level, it looks like everything's amazing. But if you've listened to me before, you know, and I wrote about this, 
new levels, new devils. And I mean that in a lot of different ways. For one, with every new level comes new challenges, which is why it's so important to appreciate whatever level you're in and the the privileges and blessings that level affords you because some of those will go away when you move to the next level. A lot of that has to do with time. It may have to do with relationships. It may have to do with sleeping or peace of mind. When we get to these new levels, there comes new challenges. And yet, if if you are attuned to knowing how to find contentment, you can find it at that new level. But oftentimes we're wishing for that level, not realizing some of the good that we have right now is going to disappear when we get there. And that's something I've really learned in this season. And the other thing I want to tell you is when we're hit, when we when we get to these levels, when we're en route to these levels, spiritually speaking, the enemy is powerful and will hit you hard. And And when I say we've gone through a hard season, and this is why you have not heard from me on the podcast, we have gone through a hard season and we've been hit hard. And some of the highest moments of my life were preceded within days, days before of some of my lowest. And it will come at you from different ways. It will hit different family members. It will hit the people who are closest to you. I'm talking about illness. I'm talking about loss and grief. This has been a perpetual season of that for our family. And also, um, your faith takes a hit at times too. And just so you know, especially if you're starting out in your faith, the longer you go with God, um, the harder you're hit. But you know, hopefully you have that greater faith, that deeper faith and support to compensate for it, which I will say I, I know where to go when I'm feeling that way. I know how to get back on track with God, and that's that's the most beautiful thing. Um, and I will say there, this has been certainly one time in my life. I'm I'm always that person when you go through that hard time. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't. I might not say this to you because I think this is in some form of like spiritual toxic positivity. Everything God has a plan, and everything happens for a reason. I might believe that, but I'm not going to say it to your face when you're going through something hard. For sure, I won't. We need to be there and empathize for people. but And I don't argue with God when we're going through hard things. I trust that he's bringing us to that place for a reason, that there's something bigger on the other side of it. But this was a season of my life with all the good things that happened that you've seen, that you've heard about, that I've said, God, now I'm mad. Like, I'm disappointed. This shouldn't have happened. And, and this is how I want it to work out to happen. And I have not done that with God in 46 years but I did it in this season. And let me tell you what I've learned about God going through this hard season. I And I hope to share these stories with you. I hope to bring the people on who've been going through this, um, who we've walked alongside, but also our story that we're still in process of. I hope to share that with you. And, and my family's strong. We're strong. We're intact. We've just gone through stuff. Um, what I've learned about God is that you've been going through if you've been going through a season where you've been disappointed by God, where you have not had a prayer answered in the way that you wanted, it is probably because your dream for your life is too small. Your vision for your life is smaller than God's vision for your life. And let me just say, I don't say this callously. I'm not talking about something you want when it comes to a job. I'm talking about the hard things you go to. I'm talking about loss of people that you love. I'm talking about 
serious financial situations that some of you have found yourself in that have caused great stress in your family. I'm talking about illness that you faced. We are not going to know the full measure of how God is going to use this until we get to a certain place, maybe in this life or maybe in the other side. But I truly believe that if we if we give this back to God, if we continue to walk with God, He will begin to show you glimmers of light in those seasons and then beyond, because only God can take some of those most devastating experiences that, that by every sense of the word are not fair in this life. Only God can take it and make beauty from those ashes, and that's a promise in the Bible. So I, I have learned that, and I've been saying that to people. I've been saying, you know, um, it's going to be bigger than you think, and we have been praying what we think is big, that God, you can't do this you can't do, only you can do this. Um, you know, these things that people seem impossible, you can do it. And then when it hasn't happened, feel like that prayer was too big for God to answer. No, 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 no. God's vision for your life, for your purpose is bigger, is bigger. And the only way we're going to see the fulfillment of that is if we walk with him and if we trust him. And I'm seeing that right now. I'm even seeing some level of that, um, with the book I wrote. If you told me, how long ago was it that I dropped out of med school 20 years ago? I've been doing, I'd be doing the things that I'm doing now. I would not have believed you. I would have laughed in your face. I think it's really funny too that everybody over there calls me Dr. Narrow when I'm not a doctor. So I keep correcting them, but they don't change it. I think it's just God's way of reminding me, oh, remember, remember where you were and what you used to think about yourself and your life. Yeah, I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. The other thing I learned is God doesn't do timelines. I've given God timelines before. He doesn't do them. He doesn't do them. Maybe sometimes I'll honor them for whatever purpose in our life, but he doesn't do them. And one thing I've really had to learn in this season is to trust God's timeline. When something seems like it's over, when you hit a wall, when you feel like you're in the impossible, that may be on your timeline and in what it looks like in this in this season of your life, but it's never the end for God. And that's when we have to press in harder. I was reading about Abraham and when he was given these promises to be the father of many nations, and he was so old. He was so old. And his and his wife Sarah's body was so old. And I think about people of that age, like my own parents, if they never had kids and someone told them they were going to have kids at this point, no way. But it's but God defies those odds. He defies them. And and when Abraham did not see the fulfillment of the promise, he didn't turn away. He didn't look at, oh, yeah, this was impossible. This is what everybody said was not going to happen. We knew this to begin with. No, he believed even more. And that's that That's that crazy faith. That's that greater faith that, that we're here on this earth to develop if we're walking with God closely. So as as I've been going through these seasons with my family and some amazing friends and people who I love who's all who've also been hit very hard, there's certain things that I've learned to do to get me back on track and close to the Lord. And one is to worship God because the enemy does not like that. And it's so funny. I always think about and as we're coming up, I, I don't even want to say the H word on this podcast because you know I don't want to cause you more anxiety. I do not want to say holidays, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Um, 
the Grinch that stole Christmas at the end, right? When they lost everything, what did they do? They started singing. They started singing. One thing we know neurochemically, if you've heard me say this before, singing causes some processes to happen neurobiologically in our mind and our body. We actually can't feel stressed and anxious when we sing. It requires too many thought processes. And it also, which I realize right now as I'm talking, which I've never realized before, when we're singing, we're in that longer exhale mode. It's a slow, long exhale, which is also why it sends us into that relaxation mode. That's really interesting. I never thought that before. See how I think out loud in this podcast? It helps me too. Um, they sang. They sang. And it confused the Grinch. It conf- He was like, what? What's going on? I just took everything from you. And and you're singing. You're singing. And I believe that's what our worship does to the enemy. It confuses him. It confuses him. And and it it helps us to remember. I think it pleases God. There's a voice, the verse in the Bible that says, God inhabits the praises of his people. And he draws close to us in those times, and we can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I know for years, many of my clients have told me, I can't worship. I can't sing. Just put on music. Just put on music. Take a walk outside. There are many ways to worship God, but there's something about good worship music. I'm not talking about all worship music. Not all worship music was created equal, but any music that takes you into that spiritual space that you feel closer and connected to something bigger than yourself can be worship. For me, it is worship music. I do love Maverick City. Um, I love CC Winans, but a lot of different people. And that helps me because the messages in those words too are reminders of the promises of God. And we need reminders in that time. So number one, that's what I do. I worship God. Number two, I look at whatever opportunities are in front of me and I say, can I do this to the best of my ability that God has given me? Can I fulfill this? I might be tired. I might feel like my anointing for this season is gone, but can I press in and can I do this in a way that pleases God, in a way that uses my potential and my gifts that he's given me on this earth? I focus on that. And maybe that's through work. Maybe that's being a good friend. Maybe that's being a good wife. Maybe that's being a good mother. Maybe that is even using those moments for self-care for myself. I'm sorry that I put that last because self-care shouldn't be last. But um, for me, you can tell that it is one of those things because I am in this caregiving profession that I tend to think of other people first. Um, But that has become more important in my life too. And I believe that's taking care of your body and your temple that God has given you. So that too becomes something where use that to the best of your ability, to your potential. That's number two. Number three is gratitude. And I talked about that, looking at whatever this stage of life, whatever this season affords you and appreciating that and, and recognizing that not all things last forever. Not all people last forever. And we have to appreciate them and those relationships and the things that we have in this life right now. Um, I do that every time sports are canceled because of rain. That is probably one of the happiest days of my life. You can tell I'm not a true soccer mom. But I do. I appreciate those nights where we can relax and not run around those things. I practice gratitude and writing them down. We know the benefits exceed just thinking about them. So gratitude is big in drawing closer to God and also uplifting our mood so that we can then step into our purpose more fully. I look for ways where, this would be number four, I think, where I could really be an encouragement to other people. And you know what? I have not always been in that place in this past season. So 
Don't blame yourself if that's not something that you can do. But that is always helpful to me when I have the energy and I'm in slightly better place to do it. But the big one, of course, is pressing in to our spiritual life, into our faith life, drawing closer to God in those times where you feel disappointed by God, you know, and asking him, show me the bigger, show me what it is that um, that I'm missing here. He doesn't always show you that. He doesn't. And he doesn't always give you a reason or an explanation. But recently I was sitting in church and I was thinking about a verse in the Bible and it was, it was, I believe they were talking about Elijah and it was this verse that says, and after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire, a still small voice. And I was thinking about so many people that I know and so many people that have gone through stuff lately, and even my own family members who have. We've been through earthquakes. We've been through the fires, and we've been looking for God in those places. And I do think that God will speak to you in those places. But if we're so fixated on a certain outcome, we may miss that voice of God. But after all of that passes, God will come in a still, small voice. And unless we are quiet to hear it, we're going to miss it. For most of my clients who've been through really hard things, the loudest they've ever heard from God is during those earthquake and fires. If they draw close to him, God speaks so loud. And and when they come out of that season, talk about new levels, right? When they come out of that season, one thing they always say is they miss the intimacy that they had with God because they were hearing God and seeing God so clearly in that because they were going to him out of this place of desperation, out of this place where they needed that strength. And God was there for them. But as we've come out of this season as a family, where I've found God is in the quiet. It has not been in the big things. It's been in the still, small moments. And he's spoken powerfully, but in that still, small voice. And it may not always be what I want to hear, but it is what I need to hear. And it shows me how specific God is, how aware he is of the situations that we're going through and how he desires to speak to us when we give him that time. And maybe it might not be in that moment where we're reading scripture, reading a devotional, um, or praying, but maybe it will be like a couple hours later in the day or the next day where something speaks to you and it sounds vaguely familiar, strangely familiar than, than as a message that you've been getting from God. Write those things down. They're, they're big things. And when we do that, when we do that, when we can press in, through worship, through gratitude, through caring for the people and ourselves, for to listening to God in these moments where we've been disappointed by God. We build resilience, and that is when we actually step into that place of joy. Joy where it doesn't make sense for our circumstance to feel this way, but we begin to feel it. And that's what I've experienced coming out of this season. I, I hope that's helpful to you. I hope it's helpful to you. And in no way am I wanting to minimize this pain. But I firmly believe if God has allowed something in your life, he, I don't think God wants us to go through tragedy. I, don't think, I think he'd much rather us learn things through good seasons and joy. But what I've, what I've learned, I feel like this is, has been a calling of my family. Sometimes it's bigger than us. 
Sometimes it's bigger than our comfort and our desire. Sometimes it's for a bigger purpose and a greater impact on the world that we may not be aware of in that moment and certainly a spiritual impact. And we see that happen all over scripture, but yes, it can happen to you too. And there are ways to still stay connected to God and experience the goodness of God and even the goodness of this life as he brings you out of that season. And I'll end with this. I've been reading more about Job and what Job has gone through because I feel like I know people who are Job. Like they have gone through their Job moments. At the end of it, there was double favor. It wasn't that God restored what was lost because some of those things we will never get back. But there was that promise of double favor, even better, maybe different, but still good and still abundant life that was waiting at the end of it. And some of you needed that word today. I am telling you this word because I've just lived it and we continue to live it. And I've learned a little bit more about my relationship with God and my expectations of God and how even in the big things that I think are hard to happen that I know that God can do when he doesn't do them, it's because they they are bigger. They're bigger. So I hope that's helpful to you. And here I thought, short episode, and it's not going to be short because you know me, I'm kind of long-winded at times, but I missed y'all. I missed all of you listeners. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for going over episodes. Thank you for sending this to your friends. I'm sure you all know a friend that could use this podcast because I could have used it in the season I was in over the last couple months. And that's why I'm putting it out there for you to share it to other people. Rate this podcast. I need some rate ratings on my podcast. So will you do that for me? And if you read my book and if you liked my book, would you please rate it on Amazon? All right. That's all my ask for this podcast. Be well, live full. I'll be back again very soon. Take care. Thanks for listening today. And if you have a second, go on the Apple Podcast app and rate this podcast. I want to know what you liked and what you didn't like and what you want more of. And connect with me. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media at Nero Feliciano, the incidental therapist on Facebook and Nero Feliciano on Instagram. And you can also connect with me through my website, Nero Feliciano. So until the next time, have a great day, be well and live full.